You are listening to the tidybutt.co.uk podcast with your hosts, Matthew Creel and Jack Shaw. Tune in each episode for incredible individuals talking mental health, wellness, and inspirations while sharing their personal journey. This is the tidybutt.co.uk podcast. Welcome to episode two of the Tidy Butt Podcast. I'm here again with Jack. Jack, how's it going, buddy? Yeah, so good, Bob. Uh, a bit skinnier than the last time <laughs> I seen him, but um, I can't complain. Yeah, training going well, but yeah, um, three weeks now till uh, till till the fight. I think it's about a week and a half till I fly out. So just dialing it in now, um, eating less, training more, and um, just just getting ready and, and getting um, getting in the zone, as as they say, like. Yeah. At the moment, and when you said when you talk about diet, what what is your diet kind of consist of at the moment? Um, it's um it's a weird one because if you looked at my diet compared to like your average Joe who's on a diet, then you'll probably think that you know I was eating that much and losing weight, but obviously with the calories I'm burning off between you know I can burn anywhere between I don't know two thousand and four thousand calories a day, you know actively that's that's without you know walking the dog and just calories you burn for being alive that's that's yeah, through yeah. training so i eat quite a lot i probably have i have three meals a day um obviously breakfast lunch and then a meal after training and i obviously have snacks in between training um it's the meals are mainly like um the, the meals are more sort of where i get my carbs from um so it's just meat and meat and, meat and carbs really chicken and carbs turkey and carbs um you know, lean beef, steak, stuff like that, and then the snacks end is sort of filled up with fats and proteins, like your Greek yogurt, um, nuts, protein bars. Um, so I'm, I'm not on mega calories at this stage. You know, three weeks out, I'm on about seventeen hundred to two thousand calories a day, and obviously I'll start the real iron a little bit now. The next couple of, well, the next week or so, um, reeling the, reeling the carbs a little bit a week now, which is which is never never fun, but it's um. Yeah, I'm used to it at this stage. I've, I've I've been sort of doing this now for well, I've been fighting at bantamweight. This it's three years. This week was my first fight at, at bantamweight, and obviously I had yeah. God knows how many fights before that. Where I had to cut weight and diet, so it does help. I got a good nutritionist. Um, it makes it easier for me. I don't have to think about it. I got a good um, meal prep sponsor as well, so yeah, yeah. they they take the stress out of it for me. But um, at the same time, obviously I've got a, I'm the one who's got to stop uh, putting anything else. Yeah. <laughs> In, in so I don't put no weight on Temptation. yeah that's it but it's not too bad it's um wh- when you make it like your lifestyle and you no know, for me it's, it's as much as I love fighting there's a job and it's how I pay the bills so if I don't do it correctly then you know I end up losing I could lose money for missing course, weight yeah, yeah. And, and missed opportunities through not keeping my weight down so it's one of them you just gotta get, get your head in it and get disciplined and, and, and do it you know losing weight is 90% diet you can train all you want but you can't out train a bad diet I, yeah, I try to do it myself like when yeah. out of camp you know no one eats more 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 shit food than me out of camp um and I still train train probably as much as I do now but I know if I'm not dieting or, or at least you know eat, eating 80% healthy then then my weight will just creep its way up so it's, it is all diet yeah what about um temptation so how do you resist temptation <laughs> I know um we spoke about it a little bit on the last podcast about creating your environment and I think we can do exactly the same thing but can we in regards to nutrition so especially when you're cutting weight or you're on a certain nutrition plan it's not a good idea if you've got a, a draw for the chocolate <laughs> you know what I mean so is there something you limit going in coming into the house the ring fight camp or is it it's um it's a couple of little things I mean obviously the temptation thing is the ultimately you just gotta say you gotta I know it's hard but you gotta stop yourself from doing it but there's little, little tricks, you know, little convenience is a big thing, you know, how often do we think we should eat Alfie and then we open the cupboard and end up pulling out whatever's most convenient and, and, and stuff in that, so I try and, you know, I try and limit the, the amount of crap food in the house, but at the same time, you know, I can't expect my missus to, to cut weight and diet, and diet six days a week with me, you know, she's obviously going to want to eat, this, and she's one of them lucky ones where she can eat whatever she wants and she on for a pound on you know she yeah, don't have to train do not she's she's one of them whereas i'm the polar opposite if i if i look at a bit of chocolate i'll put, I'll put a kilogram on like so yeah. but it's convenience you know it's having them little snacks where if, if i do get packaged making sure you've got them little alfie snacks that you know you can 
tuck into them rather than them go and get a bar of chocolate or a bag of crisps. Same with the meals, like refill nutrition. Um, although I like to cook my own meals a lot of the time, I always have them in the fridge. So if, if there's a yeah. day like yesterday where I was flat out all day, um, I didn't have to worry about having to go home and, and cook food. It, the convenience of just pull it out the fridge and put it in the microwave was there. So for me, a big one, and I and I try and, you know, I spoke to a couple of the, not so much the fighters, but boys in the gym who've asked me for like advice on lifestyle changing as far as diet's concerned. And I always say to them, it's, it's convenience, you know, there's plenty of healthy snacks out there you know you can get healthy crisps you can swap your chocolate for a protein bar or, or a cereal bar you know nuts yogurt stuff like that sugar-free drinks rather than a you know there's no calories in a pepsi max but there's about 150 in a full fat can so yeah, it's just finding them little them little cheat codes i suppose yeah. where you know you can trick your body a little bit into thinking that you are having a little treat when in essence is not bad for you so that that's a big one for me is making sure that the stuff is in the house um so i am gonna go you know rummaging through the cupboard sort of thing it's when i open a cupboard that's the first thing there is that is the alfie option yeah so you've got another option and that's it yeah i know but you talk about the convenience and it was a big thing for me you know knowing veggie right it's like driving past mcdonald's you know what I mean? you haven't got the option to go in and grab a burger or you want like kfc or whatever you haven't got the option to grab a burger but I find like the more prepared I am with anything to be honest but not just nutrition but everything uh, the better I am physically and obviously mentally as well like so I can totally relate to that for sure yeah it's um like look I no one especially like the last two and a half weeks of a fight camp no one complains about the diet more than me you know you, I don't know what it is you get that stage where all you're thinking about is is the food you can eat after the fight and the food you haven't been allowed to eat but then about that's it yes <laughs> keeps keeping me up at night but um when I look at it in like the bigger picture, you know, I feel so much better when I'm living a, living the healthier lifestyle of, of training more and my diet's cleaner, you know, like, um, I'm asthmatic then, so I got a blue asthma pump. Since I've been in fight camp, I can't even remember the last time I used it. Whereas if I'm, you know, I've had times where I'm just scoffing rubbish, I'm constantly, my, my chest is wheezing when I'm training or I wake up in the night, my chest is wheezing. I do think a lot of it is down to, down to diet. Like, I just feel so much better, like even in the gym, I feel so much, you know, you would think out the camp when you meet them where you want and you're filled up and, and you can carb up before a run and carb up before, you would think naturally you would perform better, but I, I, I tend to just feel so much better, so much faster, um, so much sharper when I'm filled correctly compared to when I'm just, you know, eating what I want. So it's definitely something to be said and, and I'm not like, I'm not trying to preach to people because again, I'm I can be bad out the fight camp and I can let my weight, you know, go up and and, and eat, eat rubbish just as much as as anyone can. But uh, you know, the last couple of weeks, especially this year, I had a quiet year last year, so I, I do want to have a busy year. And I think it's more of a making my diet a lifestyle now rather than doing it because it's my job. I want to do it now, stay in shape year round. So you know, it just creates more opportunities for me from a business point of view. But Elf is wealth and all that, you know. So yeah, as far as Elf goes, there's no there's no way that I'm not a lot healthier physically now than I was back at Christmas time. You know, I'm eating cheese boards and chocolate yeah. every couple of hours. <laughs> oh, I can certainly relate to that. For sure. I, mean, I put some cheese boards away. But no, I've been on a wagon now for about six, so yeah, six, seven weeks this week, I think. Oh, because you, uh, you're doing our... Um, your 12 week plan when are you yeah, doing yeah right, yeah uh, a, a friend of mine have sorted me a, a nutrition and a, and a fitness plan out and i'm like halfway through it at the moment and the benefits but have been incredible do you know what i mean i feel yeah. so much better but i think you hit the, hit the nail on the head it's definitely a lifestyle choice but i think as soon as we start limiting foods and um, we start ourselves having things like it could last only gonna last a couple of days like i know from experience I might think, say to myself, right, I'm going to fast today, I'll have X, Y, and Z for tea, and next thing you know, you haven't even hit a thousand calories for the day. And in the evening, or maybe the day after, you're in the freezer eating a tub of ice cream, do you know what I mean? Yeah, so of course. Now I find, like, the more consistent you can be in regards to calorie intake every day, um, and obviously, if you feel like you need that bit of a bar of chocolate, or you feel like you need a bag of crisps or whatever, do you know what I mean? way up the damage limitation like you know it's not the end yeah, of the world cool. but if it's going to keep you on the wagon for another week two weeks three weeks whatever do you know what i mean it is what it is it's yeah like, it's it's, it's that thing it's like it's sort of like an eight i don't know like an 80 20 sort of thing you know what i try and do to myself is obviously not at this stage but 
if I can be very strict and rigid Monday to Friday, then if I want to have a little cheat meal on a Saturday and you know relax it a little bit on a Sunday, then it's not the end of the world. And I try and say that to, to some some of the boys. I you know I see people online. They want the quick fix, and they? they want they want to lose free stone in in a month. They, yeah. You know, <laughs> you've got your military diet. You've got your you know you know you've got yeah, three day cool. fast stuff like that, which are great. You know, for a little quick quick fix and a little kick start, but they're not maintainable. You know, you can't do these military diets and you can't do these 800 calorie a day diets for six to 12 weeks or whatever. You know, you it's like you said, it's all about consistency. If you can eat sort of similar and, and eat the right amount of calories every day, like if you're having that type of ice cream on a Saturday, it's not the end of the world then because you know by Sunday, Monday, you're back to that consistent. And that's when you see people you know, lose the weight and get in better shape is is when they're just doing it consistently because then them little them little cheats and them little bumps in the road don't necessarily mean the end of the world. Whereas I've done the quick fixes, you know. If you do the military diet, I don't know if you know what the military diet no, is. The, the mil it's, it's a bit of a, it's like a three day diet basically. It's next to no food, no carbs, and you will lose like 10 pounds. But, you know, the reality of it, it or even the slim fast stuff and the, the juice plus, they're great for three, four, five days because you'll lose a stone. But yeah, then yeah. the minute you have a decent meal, you're going to put half of that back on. Mm. Now, doing my diet, if I come into fight camp or dieting, within the first week, I'll lose six to ten pounds anyway, and that's still eating 2,000 calories a day. So yeah, yeah. it's no military diet, but at the same time, you know, I mean, all right, I haven't lost 10 pounds like you would on a slim fast or whatever, but. I'm not going to put that weight back on next week then. I'm going to tick off another two pound and another two pound and another pound and another two pound. Whereas people do these quick fixes and they're so hard for a week. Yeah. By the time they next week come around, they're like, I'm not fucking doing that again. Yeah, you know, yeah. I can't put myself through that again. Whereas if they just cleaned it up a little bit, um, like you said, then little cheat urinate is not the end of the world and they can still continue making progress and not all about losing weight and getting better. So you obviously feel better in yourself as well. I can guarantee you don't. no one feels good doing the juice plus. You know what I mean? <laughs> you ain't feeling good. There's no way you can feel physically and mentally good drinking juice for five days no, a week. You know what I mean? It doesn't work like that. So, and you see things like um, Slimmer's... I sound like a bit of a frigging diet guru. Yeah, I know. But you see things like Slimmer's World and Weight Watcher, and they, they get a lot, of, a lot of stick online. But, you know, from the outside, look, I've never done Slimmer's World or, or Weight Watchers, but... I think they're a good little they're a good little tool for your average person to to get them in that sort of that mentality of living a bit of an healthier lifestyle where they can count their sins or whatever it is yeah, and, and, and or they're free. I know my mom my mom used to be religious on the Slimmers yeah. world, so I know like she could have so many sins a day and certain yeah certain yeah. foods are free. So you know although you know it's probably not as good as like having a proper nutritionist set to a diet for your average person. It's a good it's a good little way of of getting um getting our lifestyle out for you so that's all it is it's, it's, it is about changing your lifestyle not no no quick fix diet ever works you know you never see anyone do a, a brilliant transformation on a quick fix diet it's, yeah. it's just through discipline and um and dedication to, to, to you know making your lifestyle a little bit healthier yeah i think again but we go back to environment with the with the weight watcher stuff and whatever they've got our little community of course yeah. I mean? they're all sharing tips and tricks and stuff they go down certain evenings and they all weigh in and they they all congratulate each well, other. Yeah, like you said, it's that little, you know, you turn up, you may may have stayed the same last week, you're there in a big group, you're all, oh, I wonder how he's done this week, you know, I wonder how he's done, I wonder how she's done. So, like you say, it's a good environment for them to be in, and it holds them accountable, I think. I, I do, I know people say about fat shaming and stuff, but I think the once a week, you know, group weigh-in sort of thing, it does hold you accountable, because you know if you binge out all weekend, you got to turn up to the class then on Wednesday or whatever it is, and you've put on three pound. Yeah, of course. You know, everyone's gonna know, or the instructor at least is gonna know you've put on that bit of weight. Whereas, yeah. you know, with me, I'm the, I got to check in on my nutritionist and my old man every week, so I know if I um if I rock up and I've put on a pound compared to last week, he's gonna say right, well, there's no way you've had one talent week this week and you've put on weight. So, yeah, yeah. so what have gone wrong? So it holds you accountable, and I think, like you said, that community and environment for the the people who go to them classes, I think it's a good thing personally, and you know they do get a lot of stick online off yeah, the yeah, of off the off the PTs and then and and some of the higher up guys. But then not everyone wants to pay for a diet plan, and not everyone wants to 
you know, do the big transformation. Some people in, in, enjoy going there with their friends and, and have, you know, yeah, trying to lose a little bit of weight and having a chat, yeah. Everyone's journey's different, but right, 100%. When we talk about accountability, it's exactly the same for you, I suppose. Your accountability is not only your own money and nutritionist, but you've got to weigh in, haven't you? Yeah, so I mean, yeah. It's exactly the same, but with, uh, with them, like with, not with them, I just mean with any form of diet. I know now with uh, Grant Dew's nutrition and fitness, so when I sorted out my diet plan he's on he's on the floor every day you want to know like how we compete with your workouts do you know what i mean what's your nutrition like so not only then i i think myself not not only am i letting or if i don't really prepare myself correctly and if i'm not showing up i'm not just affecting me i'm also affecting him you know what i mean so yeah like, exactly the accountability is, is it's massive. massive in anything um it's in anything in like, like in your job if you know if your boss never held you accountable you probably wouldn't do your job properly would you yeah, you know yeah. um if you know if you weren't held accountable for paying the bills then you wouldn't be asked really asked about going to work and earning money but that that level of accountability in anything in life i think is um is a good thing and it helps people stay on track and like you said diet or not take out diet even training if you've got someone if you've got a training partner who expects you to be there three times a week then you know you'll probably think twice about not showing up once or twice a week and i think 100 percent whatever you do you know, whether you hold yourself accountable or, or if you need someone to hold you accountable, whatever you got to do to, to make sure you, you keep turning up or, or keep stick, keep with the discipline, then it's definitely a good thing. I think it's a good thing as well, but just in life, to have an accountability partner. So, like, I do understand the importance of it, but now being on this journey with, with uh, Grant, I, it kind of escalated the importance of it for me. So I think like if anybody is on any form of journey, whether it's nutrition, business, lifestyle, personal development, whatever it is, I think it's good to, to partner up with somebody of the same mindset so we can actually hold, hold each other accountable. Do you know what I mean? Message yeah. each other every day. Maybe have a weekly check-in or, or whatever. See how you're getting on and, and just progress each other through that way. Like you said, again, we keep going back, to it, but it comes down to the people you surround yourself with. You know, If you surround yourself with people who are not entirely bothered about you turning up the train or, or turning up turning up to your business meetings or, or holding yourself you know or, or they're not bothered about you living an healthier lifestyle or an healthier diet then you, you're gonna half-ass it whereas if like you said you've got someone who's there maybe on the same journey with you or, or helping guide you a little bit then it helps you stay stay the course a little bit easier I suppose yeah definitely but I couldn't agree more so what about routines but what about like Talk me through like a daily routine for you. <laughs> is it, does it vary out of camp or in camp, or are you pretty consistent right the way through? Yeah, I'm pretty. As far as like training and stuff like that goes, I'm I'm pretty consistent year round. Um, obviously in fight camp is dialed in a little bit more because I've got I've got so many different sessions per week. I've got to do like to break it down simply. I know I've got to spar or, or do a fight session every night. I know I've got to run at least four times a week in the morning. Um, I've got to get my free strength conditioning sessions in a week, and I know I've got to do my, my two boxing sessions a week, my two tight. So I know I've got to get them in. So what I like to do is just at the beginning of camp, I like to know what I'm doing on a Monday, on a Tuesday, on a Wednesday, and so on and so forth. So like, I don't know, for me, on a Monday end, for example, it's, it's out straight out of bed. Um, pint of water straight straight down straight into the gym then I, I, I don't ever sort of eat before training in the morning because it always sits heavy on my stomach I always just prefer to, to get up and, and, and train um, so do my session or take my vitamins take my my my, my, well, my multivits fish oils um, or my supplement stuff um, walk the dog then and then it's, it's a little bit of food again I, I try and I try and base my food around my training, so I got the mindset of I like to sort of earn my food. So my morning session, I've earned my, my breakfast, and then I'll have my lunch to fill my afternoon session, do my afternoon session, have a little snack, and then I know my night session, I've earned my, my nighttime meal then. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's you know I, I sort of train in the morning, come home, refuel and rest a little bit, and then what I tend to do is have a longer rest in the afternoon. I tend to do sort of two back-to-back -back sessions then in the afternoon and night so on a Monday then I'll go down the gym around about um, at the minute because of lockdown it's, it's not 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 like open classes so I'm, I'm down there for free train till about half four 30 minute rest train then five till about six six thirty um home quick 
quick obviously shower or, or bath depending I mean, if I like the shower but if I'm if I'm aching a bit so I'll jump in the bath <laughs> to recover a little bit and then food bed and then just repeat the process the next day but obviously timings and stuff can switch up depending on what sessions I've got to do um like uh, I'm trying to think my busiest day like a Wednesday's a real busy day for me so I'll get up and run come home back to bed for an hour refill then I've got boxing sparring then it's home again food back to the gym for strength conditioning little hour rest then then we spar again then in the night or grapple in the night so the routine to your average person is a clustered routine because not every day is the same but to me I know every Monday I'm doing this every Tuesday I'm doing this yeah, you know so and if I my routine if something happens to disrupt my routine then it'll um it throws my whole day off like I, I yeah I I'm a bit OCD in the sense of routine so like if I know I train at five o'clock every Monday like uh, this Monday coming now I've got to go for an art scan at half four so I'm gonna have to train earlier so straight away the demons are creeping into my head <laughs> I'm trying I'm, yeah I'm trying to plan my Monday now with the thinking right I've got to get everything done before this yeah, before this medical at, at, at four o'clock so routine for me is a big one it helps keep me on track yeah um, and I like to tick things off as I go through the week. You know, I know what's what from Monday to Friday. And obviously as I'm getting closer to the end of the week, I, I can see that I've, I've, you've done this, you've done this. Yeah. Without that, I think I would be all over. There's, there's some guys who are completely different. You know, they, they'll wake up on the morning, in the morning, and they'll think, right, ah, today I'll do this, and I'll do this in the night. Whereas I'm not like that. Like, I like to know I'm, like Monday night then, I know I'm sparring. Tuesday night, I know I'm kickboxing. Wednesday night, I know I'm grappling. Thursday, I know I'm wrestling. And Friday, I know I'm sparring again, so I can't have that change. You know what I mean? I can't. I got. I got to have that because otherwise, it'll, it'll just mess with my head mentally. So I'm probably a bit over the top in the sense of routine. But it, it's help. It just gets me through the week. It gets me through yeah. the fight camp without that routine. Focus on Even out of fight camp, I, I still got to have certain things I've got to tick off through the week. Um, as far as training goes, same with diet. Like on a Sunday, I said I don't train on a Sunday, but I know I got to get up straight away first thing I've got to do is prep my food for the week yeah. if I don't do that then I can't set on a Sunday to last yeah. down because it's be in the back of my head so yeah. routine's big for me I, I think if I if I don't stick to my routine I start to struggle and, and start to fault the big time then yeah, I trust this all, all this is like personal performance so we talk about like performance in regards to sport and all that kind of thing but how are you showing up every day in there and that's to me, if I'm totally honest I'm going to be totally honest with, with, with yourself now and everyone listening I've kind of got complacent over the last two or three weeks and I have let it slip off and it have had an effect on, on my mental health for sure. Um, I tend to be quite last minute with everything I do so like like you said you just hit the nail on the head there's some guys just get up in the morning it's like happy ball like you're just cracking on with the day yeah. and I got that much I got that many things to do at the moment and I'm, that many things to to be organised with when it's just in your head, you tend to forget stuff, you start to let everything go on top a little bit. So um, I got complacent because I was in a good place, if that makes sense. So I, and when you're in a good place, you think, I am gonna do it anymore. Yeah. Or slowly it just starts to dwindle off. So this week, I was having a chat with the missus, I said, look, I've got to get back in the wagon. I can start to, start to feel it taking an effect. So I got myself my, my rucksack, I went out, I got my diary, so I haven't filled my diary in for a while, do you know what I mean? So I got my diary now, I've got all my appointments in there throughout the week, or calls, or, or any, well anything, even if I'm meeting friends for a coffee, whatever it is. I got that written in there, I got my earpods in there, I got my wallet in there. Do you know, everything, Already, everything. all prepared, yeah. I got my van keys in there, so everything I need, like at any given time, I can just grab my bag and I know it's all in there, do you know what yeah. I mean? Because it, then I feel a lot more prepared, I feel a lot more switched on and, and as, especially with my diary, I found that rather than having it in your head and it just keeps weighing up and building up, as soon as I write it down, it's as though I've lost it, it's like, it's like I've released, do you yeah, know what I mean? So I, I wake up in the morning, I'll have a flick through my diary, I think, all oh, right, I've got this to do today. It might just be one thing, but it's one but thing you've got it written down. You, yeah. I can relate big time because, to be honest, like my friend Colin, he suffers with OCD and I was explaining to him like some of the thought processes I have so like if I wake up in the night and I think I've got to do this this and this tomorrow if I can't physically say it out loud if my mess is asleep I can't tell her I can't go back to sleep yeah, yeah, yeah. and he said he was exactly the same at my age so I'm, I, I probably have got a little bit of an undiagnosed OCD in that sense and he said exactly the same he said what you need to do is what even if you put it in your phone he said oh, open up your notes on your phone 
and and type it in. You know, like you said, right? I'm gonna gonna do this, gonna do this, and I'm gonna do it. Even if it's one thing or if it's ten things. And since I've started doing that the last sort of two weeks, it does it does help a little bit. You know, like. But like you said, I'm I'm the same as you with routine. You got your backpack. Like I come in from training night. I've got got my rucksack. I know everything is in there now, ready for the morning, so I can get up, get changed, just grab that bag, and I can go. I'll come home from the first session. And I'll prepare the bag again, then yeah. ready for the night session. Because I'm like you, like you said, things start to add up. You don't write them down. You forget about them. You you end up missing them, not doing them. And that's when I start to struggle mentally, then and get a bit of a rut and think, oh fuck it I'm not doing it you know what I mean? and, and obviously I can't do that in a minute in fight camp but especially out of fight at fight camp if I'm not prepared like yeah. in, in the sense of my routine then I, then I go all the pot and that's coming from someone who people probably look at me and think you know he's always training and always in the gym and, and yeah I am but at the same time you know I, like you said we all have them days where we just think oh, I don't I won't bother today um, so how do you manage when, when the motivation in here what, what do you do to people kick up the arse in the mornings like it's, I think it's it comes down to like we said before we start recording it's discipline um, I've just been so used to over the years and, and a big a big sort of a big chunk of Lionel Fence has got to go down to my old man as, as self-disciplined as I am he always instilled in me from a young age look regardless of and he's never really you know verbally said to me but with, with his attitudes and and the way he is in, in in his mindset, I think it's sort of rubbed off on me that if someone's got to be done, it's got to be done, regardless if, if we want to do it, um, if we don't want to do it. Like like with me, every morning I'd go, I'd go get up and run. I, yeah, yeah. And there's mornings where I get up and I'm rearing to go. This morning, I had a tough run last night, a long run, a fast run, and, and I woke up this morning, I thought, God, oh, I can do about this this morning. So like you said, the... The more, especially like I'm not always motivated. I woke up this morning. I would have, I, I would have much preferred to have gone back to bed, <laughs> but it wasn't motivation that got me out of bed. The motivation was to stay in bed and go back to sleep. But it was just the fact it was discipline in the sense I gotta do it regardless. I don't want to do it. I can't be bothered to do it. But I've still gotta do it. You know, yeah, it's still yeah. gotta get done. If I don't do it, it'll come back to bite me on the ass in, in a couple of weeks' time oh, sure. when I gotta get on the scales or when I've gotta warm up for that fight and I'm, yeah. I got that little demon in the back of my head saying. Remember that day you didn't get up and run yeah, and yeah, went yeah, back yeah, to bed? Yeah, Probably should have yeah, done that now, shouldn't you? Yeah. So it's discipline and, and it's it's not always motivation, you know, especially I think sports people people get this image of, you know, oh, how, how do they stay motivated? But we're not always motivated. It's yeah, it's more discipline than motivation. There's days where you you are rearing to go, but when you're training three, four times a day for six days a week you know, you're not going to be motivated for every single session. There's days where you've just got to bite down and get on with it sort of thing. And that does come down to discipline. If, if you're one of the, the less disciplined guys, then, you know, you don't mind missing a session or you don't mind making an excuse. Whereas I've always had it installed into me that, you know, excuses don't really cut it, you know, yeah. unless it's a, a valid, valid excuse, yeah. you know. My old man, you, you won't get no sympathy out of him unless, you know, you absolutely need it. Never ever could I go up to him and say, I'm going to have a day off today, but I'm a bit tired. Like, it'd be like, well, we're all tired, you know what I mean? Yeah, get get in there and get on, you know, do a, a, doing a set. And I don't want any, like, overtraining and stuff. Like, I know when to reel it in, but yeah. there's still things you can do. Um, there's still things you can do without damaging your body, but, but still be active, you know. You can still go for a walk, even if you can't go for a run, or if you can't go for a run, you can jump up on the bike. If... if if you're physically too run down to spy, you can still go work the bag nice and light and, and move around. So, you know, and there's there's never no real excuse. I think we touched on it last time. I remember my old man popping his knee out years ago and yeah, he was on yeah, the side right. of the mat lifting weights and he was like, well, you know, how, how he, he doesn't need an excuse. He's there in, in a knee brace. You know, I've, I've seen... I've seen even guys at the gym with, with broken hands. and I mean, when I broke my hand, I, I worked my left hand for eight weeks and kicked for eight weeks. There is there is ways and means around it and it doesn't always come down to motivation it comes yeah. down to, to just being disciplined and thinking I've got to do it regardless same in, in your 9 to 5 job like not every person wakes up Monday to Friday every morning motivated to go to work but they know if they don't go to work then the bills don't get paid so it's a very similar thing in in, in training and diet and any, anything really it's, I think it's great to be motivated but you've got to be your discipline takes over a lot more than your motivation yeah, does yeah. I think the discipline creates motivation as well, doesn't it? Of course it so does. Like obviously, some days you don't want to get up for a run or, or you don't want to do 
a certain session or whatever but you've said no end of times you've never regretted a session of everyone I think obviously if you've got a discipline to get in and you've got a, and you've got a discipline to, to complete the session afterwards you think bloody hell that was alright you know what I mean fucking I feel yeah. better about it and then slowly that discipline starts to create that momentum again and 99% right? of the time once you get moving you're alright anyway especially as far as training goes anyway like without, I don't want to keep trying to relate to training but as far as as far as like motivation for training goes, you may wake up and think you could do about this today. But once you get going, like you know the the first kilometer of a run is always the worst. But then you hit sort of the third, the fourth, and the fifth, and you get your groove, and you think, "Well, I'm here now. I'm, I'm out doing it now. There's no point." You know, if you if you if you're just gonna be negative, it's the same anyway. You're gonna be negative about it, then it's gonna be an hard task. If you sort of switch that off and think, "Well, I'm here now. It's gotta be done. Just as well make the most of it whilst I'm here." Then you're always gonna come off better. Again, whether that's training, work, I imagine you have days where you think, I don't want to go to work today. Definitely, but yeah. when you're there, if you can carry that attitude into the work day, the shift is going to feel a lot longer yeah. than why would if you just think, well, I'm here now, let's just get on with it. And, yeah. you know, it will be. I always think that with, with a tough session, it's like, worst case scenario, it's what, 90 minutes? Yeah. It's like, so, and that's at the long end. So in 90 minutes' time, I'm going to be done. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, let's just get on with it for the for the 60 to 90 minutes and then when it's done it's done I can go home and do what I want I can go home and play on a playstation lie on the set you walk the dog I can do whatever same with work you know with your average person it's like it's, it's 8 hours or 6 hours or 12 hours once it's done it's done you can go home and, and do what you want then so sometimes like you said the discipline creates some motivation just just, just get on with it and, and make the most of it whilst we're here yeah, I, I, again I think not everyone is motivated to well, I think the hardest thing is getting our first one under your belt, innit? Yeah. For somebody that haven't trained for a while or, or been thinking about getting physically active again and they may be on a set you watching telly and then continuously thinking about, like, I need to get active, I need to get active, but I'm unfit, I haven't done anything for months or whatever. If you can just, I, I just say to people regularly, like, rather than just thinking to yourself, right, I'm going to do it today, think of it like as a week-long process or a three or four-day-long process or get up in the morning and put your gym kit on now whether you put your gym kit on or whatever and you just stay around the house and great but it's progress isn't it it's, better, it's, it's yeah. progress it's, it's, it's not perfect but it's progress so the following day you get up you put your gym kit on maybe you put your trainers on and then you do a bit of housework you do whatever and you think I don't know but the following day maybe the third fourth day if you can get your trainers on and you can stand on that doorstep and shut the door behind you you're gonna go pretty much guarantee you're gonna go that you're gonna go and have a go do you know what I mean and then once, yeah. once you shut that door behind you and you manage to get out the house whether it's a walk whether it's a run whether it's just getting out in nature and just experience the environment around you regardless of whatever it is once you get that first one under your belt it's game on innit? do you know what I mean it's always it. the toughest part it's um you can relate like not so much to me but Jiu Jitsu is a big one the amount of people I've had say to me over the years oh, I'd love to start training Jiu Jitsu but I need to get fit first, so I, what I'm going to do is I'm, I'm going to do a bit of weights, and I'm going to go do a bit of running, and I'm going to come down, and, and once I'm fit, I'll come down. And, and I always say to people, do not, like, the hardest part is, is coming through the door. You know, once you walk through that gym door, 99.9% of people who walk through the door, you've got to do the session then because you're through the door. And I guarantee you, 99% of people who jump on a mat will enjoy the session. And like you said, once you've been once, the second time then, it's not so difficult to come through the door. Then the third time, it's a little bit easier. And then the fourth time, it's a little bit easier. And then 10, 15 sessions down the line, people are thinking to themselves, what, what took me so long yeah. to come here in the first place? And it's the same, like you said, putting your gym kit on and going for a walk or going for a run. The thought of doing it is more often than not worse than actually yeah, doing it. Cool. Like you said, you will always feel better for doing it. And once you get that sort of repetition of, you know, you do it, you may do it once a week then you may do it twice a week three times a week whatever it is the the more you do it the easier it becomes and it's the same with whether it's jiu-jitsu or whether it's going for a walk or going for a bike ride or going for a run like you said once you start doing it then it gets the same with anything in life the more you do something the easier it becomes yeah. and that doesn't necessarily mean I'm not talking about you know the more you, you go running the better you're going to get running but the more you get yourself out there and do it then the less daunting it becomes yeah, in your mind because you think well I did it last week it wasn't too bad last week yeah. I can do it again this week yeah and you start to create new habits then, don't you? do you know what I mean it's, it's, yeah. it's great but it's I all about habits it is I all about habits when we just talk about um, doing your first session I think we can exact, I can relate exactly the same about speaking out in regards to mental health and how you're feeling as well do you know what I, I mean 
I can end up a cent. Yeah. Is, is, is that initial fear of speaking out or reaching out to somebody? But as you do, or if it, it might even be a text, you know what I mean? And, and, and not feeling great, or if somebody asks you how you are, you know what I mean? Re replying honestly rather than. And I, I can definitely speak from experience that it does feel like a weight of being lifted on your shoulder, off your shoulders. As we was just speaking about writing stuff in diaries and even journaling and stuff like that, that I, that I do. It just releases that tension in your mind. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and you, when you've been offloaded to somebody like that, I, I definitely related to training in regards to getting that first session on your belt. It's our first reach out, and once once you've done it that once, you know what I mean? That you've the world's your oyster. It just right? lifts just our weight off your shoulders, doesn't yeah. it? Like a couple of weeks ago, I was having a had a tough week or whatever. Had a couple of demons in in in, in my mind or mind spiders, as you like to yeah. call them, and it was just building up and building up and. You know, I, I could tell he was building up because I was, I could feel it in myself. Like I like to think of myself as, and quite mentally tough and and quite laid back. But I was easily irritated at things, things that, that shouldn't wind me up was winding me up. I could feel I'm not an angry person by any means, but I could feel my temper was, you know, the, I was blowing a fuse over over nothing, and he was winding me up, winding me up. And eventually, like I said to my missus, I said, "Don't feel like I'm about to fucking blow." Yeah, yeah. And we sat down, had a little chat. She was like, well, why do you feel like you're about to blow? And, and like you said, once you share it, get yeah. off your... And I haven't, I haven't felt... Yeah. I haven't felt anything near that since, since speaking about it. And it's... Like you said, when you share it, it just makes it a little bit easier to deal with. It lifts our weight off your shoulders. There's a saying... I think, what was the saying? I seen it online the other day. I think a, a problem shared is a problem after or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so, it's, and, and it's, it's definitely true. It's definitely yeah, true. Definitely, but I can certainly certainly works for me and like I said if anyone if anyone is out there um, and they've got the, the fear of reaching out to someone our our DMs are always available so if anyone would like to reach out to us we will we're always here to listen so talking about Albert did you watch um, our Caroline Flack thing the other night I dipped in and out of it if I'm being oh, truthful savage. Um, savage. my missus added on last night but being um being the fanatic I am I had cage warriors on so I was <laughs> watching the fight the fight had finished I watched a little bit of the telly and dipping in and out but she did say it was it was a, a tough watch like oh it was absolutely savage but the press do you know what I mean and we, we've touched on it in the past but the keyboard warriors do you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. people on Twitter and stuff like that are just absolutely caning in it do you know what I mean so I can I can well imagine the pressure that she must have felt at the time especially with the press and then obviously coming home and having all the shit on social media as well you yeah know I mean? it's just such a massive pressure but is that something you've experienced but in regards to fights and stuff is it people like obviously there's no getting away from people now is it do you know what i mean no. yeah always um look like from cage warriors like go back then to when i first was fighting with cage warriors initially you know i even when i was having racked out about three or four first round wins it was like he's fighting nobody's you know he's only in cage because his old man runs the Welsh show this was the, the tweets I was getting yeah, seeing yeah. journalists like 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 established journalists saying this people now who were messaging me for interviews back then <laughs> um, seeing that and you know like then when you, you match with certain guys you have their following and don't be wrong I'm not like making out the beer saying I know my buddies are, are probably giving people who I'm fighting a bit of jip as well yeah, yeah. but you, you get it's not so much that I don't mind you know I don't mind people want to rinse me a bit because they I'm fighting their, their mate I get it you know that's yeah, yeah. That, that's life you get that um, it'd be the same as playing against a football team and, and expecting their fans to be nice to you it doesn't yeah. work like that but it's the opinions that, that can get you you know like like not so much I don't get so much like eight messages I'm, I'm lucky in that sense but like especially in the UFC now you're in front of such a big audience there'll always be people who will criticise you and yeah. you could knock someone out in 10 seconds and, and they'll have something negative to yeah. say you know you um, yeah exactly <laughs> so it is a tough one like because I mean my old man's bad for it like he'll so someone slagged me off on Twitter and he, he wants to sit there and argue with him all day and I'm like this is this is what they want though he said they're saying it because they want they're either a journalist who wants wants a bit of reaction and wants a bit of publicity, so they're trying to get a name out there, or, or they're someone who's who's never stepped in there in their life but got an opinion. And um, you can't you can't get into it with them because, and it's it's easy for me to say, I know, because I'm quite level headed and quite chilled out, so I don't get into it with them because for every negative comment, there's an hundred positive comments. So why shine a light on the 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 idiots and and the negatives? 
you know, when these under people wishing you well. But at the same time, I can see how it will affect someone mentally because I've had times when I read a comment and I think, you know, they've riled me up yeah, and I yeah. think, you know, how are you going to say that about me? Like, what, what have I done to warrant... Yeah. You know what I mean, don't you? What gives you the right, doesn't it? What, what gives you the right? Yeah, you and you and me, you don't, you don't. Only way you know me is through watching me fight on telly. You, you don't, you never met me, you never spoke to me. You, you don't know my morals. You don't know my background. You don't know anything about me other than the fact of you've seen me fight. Yeah. So it's definitely a tough one to deal with. And don't be wrong, someone like Caroline Flack have probably had it a thousand times worse than what I had it with with the amount of publicity and I you know the show like Love Island X Factor stuff like they gain millions more viewers than what I'm getting so you know I the little bit I've experienced with it compared to what she had like you know I can only imagine how bad it was but you know people like Joe Rogan and I say it best is don't read the comments yeah. you know don't don't go don't go on Twitter and, and scroll through your mentions but then at the same time it's like there are plenty of people on there who are positive and want you to do well and, and want to interview you and speak to you for the right reasons and, and you know I know people now from America and stuff like that I've never met but I can tell they, they genuinely want me to do well and they yeah, genuinely yeah. support me um, then you get people who, who are the polar opposite but I'm quite fortunate that you know I, I'm thick skinned and I laugh it off and I'll take the piss out of them a little bit but I, you can you know I'm not getting attacked in the sense how she was getting attacked you know like yeah. I, I seen I seen a, a little bit on that program they called her a, 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 she was on the ass and they called her like a fat fat oh, something like, and it's yeah, like yeah. why yeah, fat slag and, and it's like you what what would possess someone to go and tweet that? Like you and it's always losers tweeting it, that's the reality of it. It's always it's always people who would probably insecure in themselves. No, and and you know, envious. But at the same time, I just don't know how you do, how you, how you solve the problem. Yeah. Especially with social there's no getting like we said earlier about kids who were bullied. But I can't and, find the answer to that on Apple. Oh Siri's off on one. <laughs> But back in the day, you know, like, all right, kids would get bullied in school, but they could go home and, and that was it. That was the end of it. And yeah, you know, it, it doesn't make it any less harmful. But now it's like you said, we've got kids getting bullied in school and they're going home and people are boozing them on Instagram yeah. and Twitter and Facebook. And it's a tough one to get away from. I think the only only, only way you sort of, I don't know, the only way you, me, me and one of the boys were chatting about it, you can sort of, you should hold people accountable, I think, in the sense of if you're going to set up an Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, you should provide maybe maybe a, a source of ID that proves that, that it's your page so that if yeah, you do yeah. say something like that then you can be held accountable and you know you can be sort of punished for it you know not beat up or nothing like that but, but you know if they want to take action against you they can but other than that how do you, how do you when she's getting it millions and millions of tweets at a time how do you how do you like correct every single one of them people and hold every single one accountable it is yeah. tough to do it's tough it's definitely tough when he's on when he's not volume of people messaging you negative things as well do you know what I mean like you said you, you might get one in hundred if you're if you're unlucky but we always seem to focus on the negative naturally so we, that's you know what, what we mean? do that's naturally we do. yeah we, we always look at the negative unfortunately because you know when you go under people wishing you well and good luck and then one person's saying oh we get sparked out or in, in a sense you know she may have a million people saying you know you look you look great and big fans blah 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 and then you have the odd ones say like we said earlier you know yeah. you're fat slag naturally yeah. she's going to think Fucking hell, what's he saying that for? Well, like you said, I don't, I really don't know what possesses people that want to write these things because I think like people look at it on the TV or they, they may look at you as a fighter or whatever, and everyone's an expert on a set E button. Of course they are. Of course they are. You know what I mean? Nobody's getting. They know people like actual fighters that respect what you're doing no. and actually. Well, I was just um. What you're going through on a daily basis, so they do. You know I mean, of course just, not. They, they, they just people sat and said either want an opinion that means nothing really. I was just listening to a Joe Rogan podcast literally this morning on the runner and it was with um, Clarissa Shields she's like a four weight woman's world boxing champion and she was the same as us saying about reading the comments and said she's always getting into her people and um, Joe Rogan basically said look it's, it's, all, it's always idiots commenting he said Michael Jordan and LeBron James are not leaving YouTube comments and Instagram comments hating on people why are they not doing that? Because they got too much going on, yeah. and they live they live in an happy life. You know, there's never people, and these people you get into them and, and they try and make out like, oh, you know, there's no, they're not, they're happy in their own life, and they always say the same shit. Oh, I, I make a million million a year. I am bothered. I just don't like you. Blah blah blah. But it's like, look, people who are happy with themselves. You know, I I would never go leave a, a YouTube or an Instagram comment slagging someone off, yeah. and I could I could severely 
dislike a person, I still wouldn't go and do that. So for them to do it, they've probably got nothing going on in their own life. They're probably a negative person that trying out for attention more than likely, you know, just yeah. just want a bit of a response. But you know, that don't make it right, and it doesn't make it acceptable. So it's a tough one. I don't. I really don't know the answer to it. I don't know how you solve the problem. It is concerning for me, but in regards to the the bullying aspect, but especially with the kid with the children now as we touch in like from school because I've got two young boys myself do you know what I mean and everything now is social media and it is Instagram is Snapchat yeah. is Facebook is everything on it and like you said there is no getting away from it but on the other hand a lot of these children as well haven't got the confidence to tell their parents or whatever or reach out to someone yeah. so not only are they having it in school but when they come home they're having it in the house as well and, and they, their phone's constantly beeping off and whatever do you know what I mean so how are we going to try and determine what can we do about it? I, I really don't know at the moment, apart from trying to, to raise awareness about it, do you know what I mean? And get people talking exactly, about it. Exactly, yeah. Like you said, it's just the, the influence of social media is, as for as good as it is, it, it's got just as many negatives as well. There's like kids, you know, kids now think they're gangsters and, you know, tough guys. And, and it's like, because they, you know, they've watched a bit of UFC or watched a couple of rap videos on, on the internet, <laughs> you know, and it's like, this is what what kids are that generate. I mean, any kid that comes into the gym, I I you know that I have contact with. I try and keep them in the real world, you know, and try yeah, try and try and keep them grounded. If they get a little bit ahead of this, I've no trying to learn a lot. There's always someone bigger. There's always yeah. someone better. There's always someone stronger. You know, we martial arts is we live a very thing. shallow life wherever we are. You know, we we don't. You know, there's no way. Especially coming from from a little Welsh valley, we live a very sort of isolated life. So. Yeah. You've got you've got to keep it keep it real and keep keep yourself <laughs> grounded, you know. And like you said, it's just it's just a tough one. It's like you said, the only thing we can do is try and wait, uh, raise awareness and just try and get more people talking about it and and being more vocal on how it is unacceptable to abuse someone online, whether that's a celebrity or whether it's a kid you're in school with or yeah. someone you work with, it, you know. If you've got nothing nice. Th- I think it's just actually thinking about the impact in it. Yeah, thinking that, about that, the that bigger was, picture. Yeah, that was one of the biggest things for me from that from that uh, program. To be honest, is sometimes we've all maybe sent an nasty text or message or whatever, and sometimes even if it's not to that extreme, but it might just be something that you don't want to come across as funny. But because it's through text, everybody have a diff- different perception, don't they? Of you know what I mean, yeah. So it's just being a little bit more aware of like making sure that I'm writing stuff correctly or wording stuff correctly, do you know what I mean? Because we, we simply just don't understand the impact that it could have on people, do we? Like you said, impacts everyone different. I, I'm What wouldn't offend me? You know, you could say the same thing to another fighter or another person and it may offend them yeah, to the sense, like you said, where they want to commit suicide. Yeah. So, you know, like we said, we, we, we got to sort of think about what we're saying and think about how we say things. and. If we have got a problem with someone, looking for a solution rather rather than an argument, you know, look, looking at a way to sort of make peace rather than confrontation all the time, because that's all we tend to see at the minute is, and it's rich coming from me, someone who fights <laughs> in the cage for a living, but all, all we tend to see is, all I see online is confrontation and yeah. negativity, and it does get you down. It's like, I can't wait for this fight to be over so I can just ditch my phone for a week, yeah. you know, I'm going to do no interviews and I'm going to promote the fight or nothing like that because social media gets me down and I, and I don't receive very little abuse, you know, so let alone some, you know, famous celebrity. Like I think that's why though, that I think that's why there's always conflict online because everybody's hard as nails behind their phones. That's it, it, yeah, you know I mean? that's I it. If, if it comes to a stage where like you've got to have a chat with somebody, I think 99% of the people would just say oh no you're alright we That's retract the things they say of course they would be, like, I guarantee you 99% of the people that were said that about Carlin Flack if they bumped into her in the street they wouldn't have the confidence no of course they, they wouldn't the they, and it's because they'd be scared of having a mouthful they, wouldn't they yeah. Is, not only that but I think they could actually physically see you know, it's, well oh I'm not sir I've already paused <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. A little, t- little different with the, <laughs> <laughs> with the outro there. Still learning in me, but <laughs> we we get in here, sorry. <laughs> um, so I forgot where we was, then, boy. Ah, uh, we were saying about the um, if people gonna have a chat face to face, they would see the impact of. I mean, there's there's a funny little um, 
there's a funny little video on um, online. It was back when um, Nate Diaz fought McGregor the second time. So basically, they did like this this press tour in uh, I think it was in either LA or it might have been New York. So they're interviewing McGregor fans about Nate Diaz, and they've got Nate Diaz in behind this door. Oh, right. So you've got these, you know, you get you get these McGregor fans, and they like slagging Nate Diaz off it. You know, he's a bum and he's this and he's that, and he got lucky last time. So like they're sending it, the eyes out for the door. Then so what he's doing is he's walking through these double doors and he's dipping the shoulder in, into the guy doing the interview. As he, and he's just staring at him and the guy's like, and you see him freeze up and like, oh no 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 no, Nate, Nate's cool, Nate's good. No no no, I'm just a McGregor. And you see him instantly freeze up. And that's at last looking at it in, in a funny in a funny like you know because yeah. like you said they wouldn't they're never really gonna say that to his face in case they have a slap. But you know for someone like Caroline Flat if they could see face to face. The impact they're having with what they're saying, they probably think twice about saying it. Yeah, no doubt about it. Definitely. I think it's just, I think there's some great programs on at the moment in regards to mental health and stuff on, on the TV and online and stuff. So I think um, what this pandemic have done is certainly I like the fact that everybody now is starting to feel a little bit more comfortable reaching out. I, I, I know from experience there's still a lot of fear out there with yeah. people in regards to reaching out and stuff. but. Um, I just want to reiterate to everyone, if you do need to reach out at any time, our DMs are always open, myself and Jack, uh, from a tidy butt point of view as well, you can always message us online or through the Facebook group. Um, I think that's a good place to win, brother, do you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. We uh, co- covered a lot of ground, eh? Yeah, so um, yeah. we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. Oh. And, uh, you know, we don't want to be boring you a lot, hopefully. <laughs> We've uh, been going 50 minutes here, yeah, so that's yeah. a good, good little innings, eh, yeah. for a Friday morning. So guys, if you do uh, manage to have a listen, please subscribe, uh, review or share. Um, it's on all the uh, podcast platforms now. So thank you very much for listening and hopefully we'll see you again or we'll record again next week. But then upload another yeah, one, is it? Yeah, we'll uh, definitely. Like like I said uh, on the last one, if anyone's got any like suggestions um, as far as topics, I know a couple of you come forward about being guests. we got me and Matt we've had a hectic couple of weeks we're gonna sort a bit of a schedule now after my fight where we can get some guests in um so yeah any suggestions on topics guests people you want to listen to anything really just don't be afraid to drop me a message drop the tidy butt page a message or or matthew obviously and um oh no hopefully we'll uh, we'll, as long as you've got stuff for us to talk about we'll keep turning (laughs) the uh the content over awesome job nice one buddy thank you very much